so hello everyone uh, welcome to another edition of the king's psychic about uh sorry we've been away uh we've been knee deep in work as uh, most uni students have been and uh we're living in, uh, I, I dare say the word, unprecedented times. But, you know, we are back. There's still football to look forward to, much of which we enjoyed over the break. And uh, in inauspicious circumstances, to say the least, this is one of the biggest weekends in the English football calendar. Yes, it's uh, a, a shame uh, that no fans uh, will be uh, attending the games, uh, especially uh, in the uh, lower uh, teams involving um over lower divisions um obviously the big tie of the weekend is uh, the biggest mis- mismatch excuse me in fa cup history in marine versus tottenham um yeah. and uh, liverpool was obviously in tier two for quite a while or at least um uh, yeah like many other places in the country so it's yeah. a shame to see that taken away but uh marine have um uh sold uh i think around five thousand virtual tickets which is i think double their max capacity in any case if the game were to be in person in long covid times um and obviously adding the uh the tv money with that and it's uh uh you know an absolute godsend or more than a godsend as the um, marine uh, chairman uh, put it the other day yeah so yeah uh, in fact uh, i saw on the twitter they've sold something like five thousand virtual tickets or something i think they've made some money off the tie obviously not as much as they could have made and it's, it's going to be a strange one but it will be yeah. and, and uh another little quirk uh from the game uh which uh popped up on social media is obviously that the athletic will be a shirt sponsor uh, oh yeah which will be quite interesting um well i, I... I think it's about time they got into the game. I think, you know, outlets like that, similar to the football manager sponsoring Watford back in the day. Well, yeah, there's, it seems to be a running theme uh, with, um, uh, well, sports slash news outlets um, and sponsoring uh, lower league teams for big cup ties. Obviously, everyone remembers uh, Sutton United against Arsenal, where the Sun uh, were, you know, sponsors around the ground and, you know, the shirt. Uh, shirt sponsors for Sutton during the game and then obviously the whole controversy after the game uh, yeah. and um, uh, the son, you know, paying Wench well, to eat apart. It, uh, it's um, an opportunity, yeah. yeah. Uh, people will be watching, of course. Uh, would you say, do you think, what do you think will be the most viewed tie? Uh, oh, it, it's got to be Marine versus Tottenham. It's, it, it is genuinely a unique uh, FA Cup game. Uh, I'm, I, I'm personally looking forward to um, Crawley versus Leeds. Um, I know Leeds will be fielding um, a mainly academy-based side. That's not just because of COVID, but Bielsa have always done that uh, in his time in charge of Leeds. Um, but just the you know complete juxtaposition of managers, uh, which we'll see. Obviously, um, uh, Bielsa is uh, uh, you know right over there on the uh, eccentric, um, uh, dare I say, romantic side of football spectrum. Up against uh, John Yens, who I th- I think has got to be the contender for the Rumpiest manager in the EFL. Um, if 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 uh, listeners don't know what I'm talking about, then just 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 YouTube John Yens. Um, there's a there's a plethora of his uh, p- immediate post match interviews after Crawley have lost, where um, his uh, his short temper is uh, is quite something. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hopefully, um, uh, boil over on the weekend. So that's one title to look forward to, but uh, the FA Cup, of course, all all about upsets and uh, you know big day, big days out for smaller teams. Uh, where there's a lot of fixtures, obviously. Uh, where do you see an upset being likely? Well, it's it, it's always difficult to say um, with an FA Cup weekend because um, 
you know, we have the new phenomena of just squad rotations for it, which obviously, you know, disrupt yeah. uh, certain uh, predictions. Um, I, I, I think maybe one is going to be Black, Blackpool, sorry, against uh, West Brom. Um, mm. Allardyce is definitely going to put out a, a completely rotated uh, side for West Brom and they have the squad depth to do it uh, at the moment without too many positive COVID tests. Uh, whereas Blackpool, you know, on an amazing run of form, um, they did lose to Bristol Rovers last time out in the league, but that was very unlucky and they've been an amazing run of form uh, before that. Um, so I think that's going to uh, be, uh, you know, a really, a really good opportunity uh, for an upset. And I mean, uh, you know, like, Yes, um, much has been made about um, Derby's uh, academy. Um, obviously, they were in the UEFA Youth League, uh, I think, uh, just last season, uh, where they were knocked out by Red Bull Salzburg's youth team, which is, you know, obviously, uh, there's there's no shame in that. Um, but Derby, you know, they are going to be playing their under-23s, or under-18s at Chorley. And, you know, Chorley are, you know, um, mid-table in the National League at the minute this season. Um, and I think it'll be quite a fair contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll be a fair contest too. And uh, yeah, I, I do hope. Um, I do hope that uh, they give them a good game. Um, and obviously, it's important to remember that you know um, uh, replays, you know, aren't here this season. Um, so it is straight straight to extra time and penalties uh, on the weekend. Yeah. Um, which, yes, I mean, it's 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 a shame that there won't be as many money spinners. Um, but it'll definitely. Um, you know, give those uh, lower league sides or the lower ranked side in the tie um, uh, a bit more motivation because, you know, they can see the light more brightly and more clearly at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a year of strange results and occurrences, so you never know. But then again, uh, would for, for these smaller teams, for them not to have fans in the stadiums, do you think they'll, uh, it'll make it less likely for them to win? Do you think, like, without some of the atmospheres that could be generated. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, that, that, that's pretty clear. Um, it, you know, it kind of just pits for two teams on pure footballing ability. Um, and I mean, in the FA Cup, that should, that should shine through uh, more obviously than ever. Um, and kind of, you know, a, a tie that would not normally um, uh, attract many people's eyes. Uh, you know, Bristol Rovers against Sheffield United, you know, side of the relegation zone in the Premier against the mid-ranked uh, League One side. Um, but Bristol Rovers under Paul Tisdale have, you know, had a decent upturn in form gradually uh, taking themselves away from the League One relegation zone. And it's just it's just going to be really interesting to see if Sheffield United can get a win, obviously, which they, they haven't done uh, this season. Um, interesting to see uh, what kind of side uh, Chris Wilder plays. Um, and there's also um, Bournemouth against Millwall, uh, which I think is on lunchtime, at lunchtime, sorry, on uh, Saturday, which is on the Battle of uh, uh, London's uh, right-wing clubs. <laughs> which... uh, oh, yeah, Boreham would, of course, a different a different type of right-wing, Alf. I think we yes, have to, yes uh, that is important. Uh, yes. I, I, I think we have to clear things up. But, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of good ties. Uh, QPR Fulham would be a, a cracking FA Cup third-round tie if fans were there, I feel. Yeah, yeah, it really would be. I mean, God, well, that's an incredibly short journey. Uh, for, uh, for... Well, it's a derby and, uh, you know, yeah. FA Cup. And, but I, I, I guess the solace in that will be that, you know, Fulham fans got to make that trip last season. Um, so it's not as if, uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of an example. Say, um, uh, obviously, before this season, say last season in the FA Cup, 
uh, Luton were drawn with Watford, you know, two sides who at the time haven't played each other for over 20 years and, you know, COVID uh, denied them from making the trip. That would be something really, that's, that would be a big shame. Um, but yeah, yeah. Them, it, uh, a trip to Loftus Road is uh, fresh in the memory of most Fulham fans, which, uh, uh, um, you know, ease their sadness a little bit. Uh, Bristol Rovers against Sheffield United. I think Chris Wilder will uh, begrudgingly make his way for a tie he cannot care less about in the. Well, uh, well this is what I mean. It's just, yeah, like, I, I mean, if I were Chris Wilder, I'd put out a full strength side and just desperately search for that win, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, it, it it's difficult to say, right? Because, I mean, it doesn't really seem to matter what Sheffield, what personnel, excuse me, Sheffield United are putting out at the moment. They can't seem to get a result. So I mean, if even if it's a full uh, full rotation of the entire eleven, um, you know, it, I don't think that makes too much difference. Um, I mean, and you know, wouldn't put it past Wilder making that same choice in a Premier League game. Um, so, so it sounds remarkable to say that it is kind of a free hit uh, for Sheffield. Yeah, and I guess yeah, you know, I don't want to dampen. Uh people's uh, excitement for it, but you can just sense how much more difficult it is getting excited for these ties with no fans in. Yeah, no, no, that's that, that, that's a problem that everyone is having. Uh, Stockport versus West Ham as well on Monday. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Stockport, where are they these days? Uh, yeah, they're in the, they're playoffs, in the, they're in the playoffs from the National League. New owners uh, got promoted from the National League North recently. Um, oh, so they could be back in the Yeah, you, you can tell if a side is uh, trying to get back on the up actively if they change their badge uh, to one of these new, you know, plastic-style badges, which Stockport have done, unfortunately. Um, but, but no, I mean, you know, even if West Ham put out a full rotated 11, you're still going to have, you know, quality players in there like Yarmolenko um, and, you know, it's yeah. and many others. Um, and so, again, like, yeah, I, I, I can't see an upset there. Uh, if that were to happen, um, it'd obviously be the first uh, non-league win over a Premier League side since uh, Lincoln away at Burnley in uh, 2017. Wow. So... Lincoln away at Burnley. That there were some limbs for that goal. Yeah, yeah. Sean Raggett. Uh, I actually, uh, I actually missed the game um, because I was in the car coming back home from a holiday in the Lake District. So I was checking the game furiously, uh, getting the stream up on my on my phone uh, when I, when I could, and it also meant that I couldn't go to Middlesbrough versus Oxford in the last sixteen later in the day. Uh, oh, we wow. did end up uh, did end up losing that to bring an end to our glorious uh, cup run. Um, I'm quite glad that uh, Oxford have been uh, knocked out in the cup. Early. Well, I mean, yeah, I think in teams like Charlton and Oxford, we'll come on to League One in a bit, but they've had prior, they've had uh, different priorities. Uh, just a final few tasks to discuss. Uh, Watford travelling up to Manchester United because you could tell that they'd get uh, the upper, yeah. most of that upper tier of Old Trafford. They'd take a good following up and. Maybe they could get an upset. Well, I mean, Manchester yeah, United have it, their vulnerability. It's interesting because I mean, we made the point early in the season where we were we were discussing um, Vladimir Ivic's sluggish start at Watford, and much yeah. much had been made uh, of you know the depth of their squad, which you know was without parallel uh, in the league. Um, obviously, he's still got a high wage bill from fringe Premier League players, uh, but then you know looks at the lineup he put out for the League Cup, and you know the players on the bench for Watford in many of those early games in September and October were basically in the academy side. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, Watford will probably put out a rotated side, um, but it'll be interesting to see what style uh, they go for with that. Will they, you know, 
uh, give chances to young players such as, you know, uh, Ngakia, uh, among many others, uh, Daniel Barkman in goal, or Will Van Gogh for, you know, the um, uh, binned off old uh, Premier League players who they're trying to get off, uh, off the wage bill. Mm. So, yeah, uh, interesting times for Watford. And, you know, I, I, I think having a good performance away at Man United will... Uh, I think it's a good way to encourage your players to kind of remind them that you are of, you are still of a Premier League yeah. standard. And it's the kind of performance that could give you a big boost going into the rest of the league mm. season. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously Manchester United have, um, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've got an important game away at Burnley uh, midweek. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a Burnley side who are uh, buoyed by the new um, takeover news. Um, so there'll be a lot of positivity surrounding them. And so, you know, it'll be really, it won't be a, a, a walkover uh, for United. Um, and so, I, I mean, yeah, Solskjaer's going to make a full change 11 for the game. Um, but that's still going to mean Mason Greenwood's going to play. Juan Matt is going to play. Uh, Dean Henderson, who was one of the best goalies in the Premier League last season, is going to play in goal. Um, and, you know, all these other uh, uh, star players. Uh, Edison Cavani, I mean, uh, obviously he's out of the moment with his ban. Uh, but, you know, he, he's in this game and, you know, PSG's record scorer against the rotated championship chip defence might not uh, spell very good news. Have spelled very good news. No, indeed. Indeed. Uh, MK Dons to win at Burnley? Maybe? Yeah. Um, no, no, that's... that's uh, yeah, it's definitely a shout. I mean... Uh, um, finally getting the fruits of uh, Russell Martin's labour uh, there. I mean, they, they do not deserve to be, um, you know, down uh, near the relegation zone. I, I, I do expect them to gradually uh, drag themselves away from it, as the underlying data suggests. I mean, uh, you know, we, we all watched together with uh, Louis, um, or chatted together about uh, the time uh, in mid-November, I think it was on Tuesday night when Charlton hosted MK Dons. And uh, MK Dons just played them off the park completely uh, and deservedly got a 1-0 win. And, you know, that's the standard they'll play at. And, you know, I mean, Burnley's rotated 11. Um, I mean, apart from Bailey Peacock, Farrell and Nett and a few others, I mean, it's also mostly academy players. Um, I expect to see a game given to the likes of Jimmy Dunn, uh, amongst others. Uh, okay. Um, we have some evenly matched ties too. So we have Brentford and Middlesbrough. But again, it depends on the no, that, that, I, Again, I, that, that, I think that's a layup for Brentford, to be honest, because, I mean, when both of those sides put up their change 11, there's only one winner. Uh, there with oh, Brent- okay. Well, I mean, I, I, can, 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 can we see two promotion-chasing sides putting out their full strength 11 uh, in this round? I can't really. And, I mean, you know, Brentford second string beat Premier League Newcastle 1-0, and, I mean, they played them off the park, really. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's not forget that, you know, uh, Brentford's uh, second-choice striker at the moment, Marcus Forst, is uh, attracting attention from Borussia Dortmund, among many others, and, you know, has been sensational when he's come off the bench this season. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I, I do, uh, yeah, comfortably expect uh, Brentford to win that. And uh, Stoke and Leicester, because that, you, that, that's, that's a big tie in times perspective, because uh, you can imagine Leicester taking a, a fair fight. Yeah, the, uh, the Gordon Banks... Uh, Derby. And, oh, yeah, and, uh, Derby, of course. Uh, no, no, sorry, not the Peach. No, no, what am I talking about? Yeah, the Gordon Banks, uh, Derby. Um, yeah, Leicester would, yeah, they would have probably thought, yeah, it's not too much of a drive in it because it's, you know, well, because Derby's 30 minutes away from Stoke, I know that, and I know Leicester's 30 minutes away from Derby. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, for, you just know whenever Stoke are drawn with the Midlands yeah. team, there will be a decent Well, uh, I remember, uh, where I live, so, yeah. uh, obviously, Wolves' cup run in sixteen seventeen is most famous for their 2-1 win at Anfield early in the clock earlier, yeah. but people forget in the third round in early January, uh, they were away at Stoke uh, and won 2-0 Stoke, obviously, in the Premier League at that time. Matt Doherty, he scored an absolute screamer of a free kick and Wolves um, sold out, um, I don't know the name of it, but the end behind the, the you know, the where the away and the away fans yeah. normally are at Stoke. Uh, Wolves got the whole yeah. stand. That. Yeah. Um, and it was absolute bedlam uh, there. And it's a shame we don't see uh, similar scenes. So I think, unless there's anything else you want to cover, I think we can. Uh, I, I think it's time to do a domestic overview and uh, see where yeah, everyone's at after this uh, round of Christmas fixtures. So yeah, do you want to start with the bottom? Of, do you want to start with which league you want to be in? Uh, we can start with Championship. Uh, I think. Um, okay. uh, I mean, the biggest story has obviously been around the relegation zone over the Christmas period, New Year period. And yeah. we're now seeing a big shift in the relegation race where, you know, Wickham, Derby, Nottingham Forest, Sheffield Wednesday have all been picking up points. You know, not at a ridiculous level, but at a level which wouldn't see them near the relegation zone normal. Well, Wickham is like... I think it's a bit up to thinking, Al. We're at a stage where anyone... Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's what I mean is, you know... QPR and Rotherham, you know, have been, you know, two fan bases that have been absolutely, you know, sweating it over Christmas and New Year, you know, because they're seeing, you know, all their relegation rivals pick up points and, you know, they're just not managing to find the results. And, you know, that means they just gradually slip down from 18th to 19th to 20th and all of a sudden. Well, you know, QPR don't have a win in their last yeah. five. So uh, Rumours that um, QPR will be signing Charlie Austin today. Uh, or in the near, or in the next few days, apparently, which would be uh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, online, uh, West Brom now, um, and uh, which which seems a bit peculiar. I mean, their number nines are not where the issues lie. I mean, Macaulay Bond and Lyndon Dykes are two decent Championship strikers. Um, Macaulay Bond, well, uh, as I pointed out before, they're not particularly happy with him. And uh, bear in mind, Alf, uh, you know. Look, obviously one player can only do so much, but this is Macaulay Bond's second opportunity to make such a mark that he plays a big role in hauling a team away from yeah. relegation. He failed to do that with Charlton last year. Let's see what he does yeah. with QPR. I mean, just just a quick clarification on the Wickham point. I know they've got fifteen. They've played twenty three games, so they've played half their games, and they've got fifteen points. So double that, and it's thirty, and that's a definite relegation. Um, but they they they've not been getting the results that they deserve. Um, you know, all of these games, all of these defeats by single goals, um, where it could have easily gone the other way. Um, and so, yeah, it would disappoint for them. I mean, Birmingham are another side, no wins in the last five. Um, a totally, totally abject performance against Blackburn at the weekend. Blackburn were in absolute cruise control as soon as they went 1-0 up. Millwall are another side um, who, you know, uh, apart from a winner, uh, Bristol City have had a really miserable uh, December and New Year and, you know, they look, excuse me, dangerously stale under Gary Rowett now. Contrast that with Coventry, who are another one of these sides around the relegation zone who are picking up form quite quickly. Uh, so, so, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. We, we've definitely seen a big uh, shift 
in uh, the rhetoric around uh, the relegation the teams involved, which usually does kind of happen at this time. Indeed. So, yeah, uh, that's the relegation zone. Uh, there's a lot to look out for. Uh, no one's quite clear yet. And most importantly, no one's been cut adrift. Yeah. So, and we always is, is a, a tyrant. I mean, Cardiff could be dragged into it. And I think form is key. I think yeah. from uh, all the way down from thir- thir- 30th to 22nd, I think. Uh, it's it, it's every game by game you have to take it. There's no there's no lacks. It's uh, and you want before we go to mid table. Uh, looking at the top of the table, it's similar because you have uh, three uh, six seven points in between fifth and first, and yeah, you have Bournemouth and Brentford and Swansea all basically. I think um I, I I'm not sure what it is. We'll have to get Shiri on a pod in the future to talk about this. But I think Swansea's. Currently, they've only conceded 13 goals. Uh, they've played 23, so again, another side who've played half their games, bang on, 13 goals, which I think is either equal or better to Reading's record in the 06-07 season, uh, which is just remarkable. And I mean, this is, you know, Steve Cooper, who's um, well-known and who prefers an expansive brand of football. Um, so, you know, God only knows what he'd be doing with, you know, uh, a good pitch at Liberty, uh, a decent budget to not having to, you know, use loan players all the time. Um, I think key to their, you know, massive uptime in form has been Jamal Lowe, who's just, you know, finally really settled into the role at Swansea. And I mean, you know, it was a bit strange that he was given the number nine shirt in the summer, um, hinted at a tactical, uh, tactical shift. Uh, in his individual role from an inside forward on the left to being playing more central. He is playing more central next to Andre Ayo and they're complementing each other very well. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they deal without um, Morgan Gibbs-White and Casey Palmer, two players who have both been recalled from loan, uh, two creative attacking midfielders, yeah. which is you know going to increase the burden on Jan Lander and Andre Ayo, who already has a high burden on him. Um, but, you know, I, if, if their defence stays like it is, um, uh, they, they're, they're just going to be so difficult to beat like Middlesbrough were in that October-November period uh, and I mean you know the, yeah. the, the goal they conceded at um, the weekend against Watford I mean uh, Freddie Woodman will be kicking himself he's a very good goalkeeper Freddie Woodman I do like him great penalty saver as well um, which to me gets him a meaningful conversation uh, as a third choice keeper maybe in fact um, but he'll be disappointed with letting that one in yeah so that's Swansea, a, a team who are excelling on both ends of the field, by the way you describe it. But a quick word on Norwich, of course, who, injury crisis or not, just ploughed forward some big wins. Uh, like we mentioned, uh, wins away at Blackburn, Reading, at home to Cardiff. But then again, a couple of wobbly results here and there. But they've got that knack of going to the difficult places and winning, even marginally. And I think the likes of Timu Puki and whatnot are on the form. Wendia is heavily linked with the move to uh, bigger places. And w- what do you think is going to happen with Wendia, ben- ben- Ralph? Uh, no, no, I don't think he'll leave this transfer window because Norwich, I think, would only accept any money for him at the moment. Um, I, I'm, by that, I mean probably around 30 or 40 million, uh, to be honest. Uh, and well, then the question literally is, are the teams above the bowling that desperate? And I don't no, know especially in this, you know, uncertain market uh, at the moment. Um, yeah, it's it, it's just a very, you know, 
uh, a weird time to be making, you know, 30, 35 million signings from the championship. It definitely raised through my pipes. Um, Norwich, though, are, um, uh, you know, they're gradually recovering uh, from their injury crisis, uh, which is good for them to see. They're still having to play their own centre left back, but he's done well for them uh, so far. But I expect um, they, they're going to want, they're going to be wanting to get Kintija, uh left back again soon. Uh, but going forward, I mean, it's pretty much you know they've got the core uh, of their front three of um, Bundee, Campbell, and Puki, Puki, which is uh, key for them. And you know, Tim Crawl's back from injury. Um, Max Aaron's is back from injury as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's gradually all falling back into place and they've got the platform of first base in the league to kick on. And um, as for their opponents, Barnsley, um, they really shouldn't be too disheartened at this loss. I mean, they had a brilliant chance to win it at the end with Callum Siles drilling in a ball uh, across goal, um, which uh, I think it was uh, Helic uh, from the back uh, should have put over. Um, I expect Helic will be in the next Poland squad, by the way. He's been brilliant since coming into that back three. Um, but yeah, two, you know, academy wing-backs in style, not academy wing-backs, sorry, uh, Callum Stiles is uh, Britain's not. Um, two very young English uh, wing-backs doing very well for them. Chris Walton in goal was obviously an academy player who's got the one number one jersey now and, you know, his distribution has been brilliant. And that's what's kept him in the team. And, uh, you know, Barnsley's aggression is um, and intense style of play is uh, showing no signs of uh, slowing down soon and that'll um, put them in good stead for their uh, promotion push. Well, they are ninth and you did say they were an outside chance for the playoffs. I mean, look, uh, given the teams in the playoffs currently, I, I would still yeah, say it's yeah. a very outside chance. But nevertheless, I think uh, Middlesbrough may be a higher chance. But you've got Barn- we've got Middlesbrough, Stoke and Barnsley. Uh, who is the most likely of those you see actually getting into the playoffs? <sighs> That is a very tough question. I, I, I can see them all getting in because I see I can see Reading and Watford dropping out. Definitely, definitely Watford think, dropping out. Uh-huh. I mean, look, talking about Watford dropping out, uh, you know, Forest fans had the worst luck with this with the Stoke game and everything the way that happened. But you know, as a Watford fan, you'd be very, very disappointed going into the season with that team to not yeah, even make the absolutely. Playoffs. And I think you know that's that's Munoz's brief. It's playoffs at a minimum, and then obviously promotion free run. Reading have obviously, you know, been a side that have puzzled us and many others uh, so far this season. You know, their series of wins right at the start, you know, the underlying data wasn't supporting it. But now, I mean, they're really, really getting the most out of at least Ajaria and Lucas Schwarm, who's back from injury. And I mean, Lucas Schwarm's uh, goal uh, for Reading at the weekend, which uh, sent uh, uh, Chris Kamara into a frenzy. On a Gillette Soccer Saturday, which was quite funny, just uh, just a hoik uh, from uh, I think it was Morrison at centre half, and you know, absolutely bullying. Uh, yes. And funny, he wasn't he wasn't exactly setting the world alight at Sheffield uh, Wednesday, was he? Was no, he there? wasn't. But um, you know, he he did. His tenure there was, you know, disrupted by injury and, you know, the the, the absolute plethora of uh, number nines that Sheffield Wednesday had at the time in Jordan Rhodes, Nuju, uh, Stephen Fletcher as well. Um, I actually uh, uh, saw Lucas Schwann, uh play up front with Nuju uh, when Sheffield Wednesday played Oxford in the Cup uh, in 15-16. Um, but anyway, no, he's um, he, he, he fits... Uh, this Reading side really well and he slots in really well as a lone striker which you know allows you know the forward thinking players uh, of Ajari on the left and Elise at number 10 to you know uh, really express themselves and he's also you know got pace to 
uh, make runs into the channels where, you know, Elise and Najaria can, you know, show off their passing range. John Swift, you know, really looks like he's matured into uh, captain material really for Reading and is just, you know, such a dependable championship player now, um, uh, which has been a, you know, successful part of his evolution. Um, so it's, it's it's just a question of threading of them, you know, you know keeping an eye on those numbers. Um, there's obviously a rule um, that um, uh, no championship goalkeeper can be given more than three months, and we've seen that with Rafael Cabral, who I think we agreed a few months ago was the best goalie of the championship in recent weeks has dropped a series of clangers uh, with... Uh, well, the consistency you need in the championship, you just can't afford it. Like, it's even more strenuous than other than the Premier League keeping the championship, yeah. given the intensity. And, um, I mean, to psychologically, you need to, your, your skills of recovery psychologically have to be a pretty If it, if it does go lead. tips up with him in goal, then I mean, Luke Salford is a really, you know, promising keeper to step into his shoes. Um, you well, know, first, obviously, an under 20 World Cup winner of England. Thoughts on Veliko? Uh, yeah, Palmovic, yeah. Well, uh, a surprise. As I said, it, his 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 CV was puzzling. Um, obviously, you look at his CV and you think one wins the under twenty World Cup with Serbia, bloody hell! But it was a very talented group of Serbian players: Milinkovic Savic, Ivan Zaponjic, Nemanja Maksimovic, uh, Predrag Rajkovic in goal. Um, uh, you know, absolutely, Marko Grujic as well, ex Liverpool player. Um, absolutely littered yeah, uh, squad, course, yeah. uh, to be honest. Uh, but it's still an impressive feat. And then obviously when he went out to the Chicago Fire mistakes, it didn't really quite work out for him, even though uh, he had a decent squad there. I mean, you know, Bastion Schweinstein. Yeah, but Alf, when he came to Reading, what do you think his brief was? Uh, just avoid relegation and just <laughs> consolidate? I even that's difficult to say because, you know, logically with that kind of appointment after, you know, two, you know, after two lower mid-table finishes, it's just try and push us into the top half with, you know, a good brand of football, um, with something which is absent from the Jose Gomes and um, Mark Bowen era. Um, but again, you know, the, he, he's kind of, you know, gone gone one step further with one of those briefs and, you know, taking them into the playoffs, even though their, um, uh, their style of play is obviously very uh, dependent on individual quality uh, with Elise and Ajaria. Um, which is fair enough. I mean, this is a championship. You know, you need to you need to uh, find ways to win games. Um, whichever way it is, he's definitely excelling. His brief. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's Reading. Uh, the surprise package. I'd, with all due respect to Reading fans, if any of you are listening, I love you, but I'd rather it be someone else like Barnsley. No, no, absolutely. I mean, and and you know, it'd be such a story with Barnsley as well. Um, if they were to, uh, if, if they were to, you know, get into the just even to be on, you know. Well, I mean, I'll talk about fine margins. Uh, it was Brentford. Oh, you know what would be funny if if Barnsley got into the playoffs and they got Brentford in the finals. Yeah, obviously Barnsley uh, fought in last season. Barnsley, uh, for those of you who don't remember, uh, yeah, scoring a last minute goal away at Brentford. No, that'd be amazing. Stay up. Um, and I mean, obviously, with Brentford's record in the playoffs, <laughs> I really wouldn't get it past him. Uh, and all jokes aside on that, uh, uh, Brentford really, really do want to be looking at a top two finish uh, this season. Um, uh, you know, just to... But what else? You were right about their slow start. I mean, they've come out the blocks flying. Uh, they've been 
they've they've been playing really well. Uh, great three two win at Cardiff on Boxing Day at a very difficult place to go. They showed some real character. Yeah, and I mean, um, I, I thought they they gave a really good account of themselves away at Tottenham uh, midweek in the League Cup. I mean, uh, you know, uh, a, a BS offside. Uh, against Ivan Tony, and I mean, oh, what a glorious set piece I was! It will be a shame that Brentford have wasted that um, with an offside goal, uh, that new yeah, ingenious set piece. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, um, as we've talked about this season, they're just a lot more functional and efficient uh, this season. Um, that's just been boosted in recent weeks with the uh, you know amazing form of Brian and Boma. Uh, who's really, you know, lit up the league. Um, and uh, I, I, I think we're getting to the stage now where a Brentford-Norwich top two is very, very likely. Um, obviously, there are a lot more twists and turns to come. This is the championship. But Brentford are unbeaten in, in the league in nearly over two months now. Um, and I think that kind of solidity is just going to see them through. Well, not unless a Swansea and Bournemouth have something to say about it. I think Bournemouth well, should be discounted, I think. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Himself. And, you know, he, this is not a sight on Bournemouth at all. Tim, Tyndall really has done a terrific job. It, it, and ditto Daniel Farker, but, you know, those slumps that we saw in the Premier League, they're really difficult to turn around, even in a lower division. Um, you know, squads get used to losing games. And, you know, it does kind of plague the squad a bit. And, you know, now Bournemouth are playing with really nice flair. Um, Dominic Solanke, I think, has been the best player in the league this season, um, to be honest. Um, his link-up play uh, has just... It's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, and he's got more confidence in front of goal. And I can't wait to see him return to the Premier League um, in Bournemouth colours uh, or another. Um, but I just think they're a little bit too erratic at the moment. And uh, their squad depth might not quite be there. Um, uh, and I think, yeah, but yeah, playoffs looks the most uh, likely outcome for the outcome. Okay, uh, so yeah, uh, unless there's any other teams you want to touch upon in the championship, because uh, the mid table teams just seem to be probably well, this is what I mean. I mean, all these sides are in mid table, you know. That we've all seen they're capable of a run. I mean, they're not Bristol run, City. I mean. I mean, they've gone from uh, streaky Lee Johnson to streaky Dean Holden. Uh, it seems you know Blackburn, when they're at the best, are probably in the top three or four sides in the league, really. Especially Armstrong and Elliot on either wing, who are just yeah. ripping it up. Um, you know, Preston under Alex Neil show show showed what they could do last season uh, before tailing away, and you know, um, uh, Luton Jones. Uh, Luton Jones, there you go. Luton Town and Nathan Jones, that's what I want to say. Um, they do they do love a, a big uh, upturn in form and a nice run of wins. Uh, so, so yeah, ruling none of them out. Carlos Corbran at Huddersfield as well. Um, you know, a great home record. For oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, indeed, uh, they are 12th, 13th, so, uh, which is good given that what you expected from them, especially yeah, you well, were very sceptical of the... You can get. Um, just one yeah. final point on the championship weekend I think a nice note to end on is uh, uh, what a moment it was seeing uh, Jamal Lowe uh, go in front of uh, Ben Foster's uh, goal, uh, GoPro uh, in the goal uh, which Ben Foster oh, yeah. graciously yeah. Uh, not only put into his uh, uh, video of the game but in fact uh, gave it the title as well uh, so good to see very good of him and yeah some, some good content some content some good heartedness but yeah moving on to uh, 
one of our favourite, well, you know, for a league we'd like to pay a lot of attention to, uh, League One, Lincoln sitter top, Hull in second, and uh, what, what, do you want to begin with by talking about uh, your beloved Oxford, who are unbeaten in five? Go on, why not? Uh, <laughs> five more winners, we're, we're, we're going up. No. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's been very enjoyable um, to see us playing uh, so well uh, again. Uh, since we last talked, um, the the win against Wimbledon on Boxing Day it was nice to you know get a win on Boxing Day. Obviously, uh, Matt Taylor with a you know set piece routine from a training ground, which was very similar to the one Southampton scored against Liverpool. Wonder if Ralph was watching, um, but Jack Stevens, you know, absolutely distinguished himself. Goal kept the game, and I think had Wimbledon had Joe Piggott up front that day. Uh, things might have been uh, a bit different. I'm desperate for Jack Stevens to get an interview done on him so his Wikipedia page gets updated. Obviously, a boy in Oxford United Academy, so I'm eager to know what school he went to. Um, uh, I do know what school uh, that uh, Sam Long went to. Uh, he went to Bicester High, obviously from Bicester uh, in North Oxfordshire, where is, which is a nice meeting point uh, between us two, Aki. Um, and he has turned yeah. into the Bicester yeah. Be- Beckenbauer in recent weeks. Unbelievable surging run uh, to put us in front against Plymouth uh, to you know make the difference you know to make it two one uh, from right back. And, um, obviously, he started off his uh, career as a centre back and you know has been moved out to right back, whereas you know uh, attacking limitations of uh, you know have been there to see. Um, but that has correlated with uh, Oxford fans you know slanting slanting him because he's not Cafu. Uh, but now he is the best of Beckenbauer. Um, marauding forward from right back, you know, providing assists, making surgeon runs. His crossings got better as he showed for Josh Ruffles away at Burton. Um, uh, obviously, the Wimbledon win was followed with another really gritty win away at Plymouth, um, which was good because, you know, Plymouth had 2,000 fans in, um, which is, you know, invaluable these days. And it was a really impressive away performance. Good to see Shadipo get back on the score sheet. Um, and that just continued on, uh, uh, on not me. Day, on the second, I think it was, whatever last Saturday was, uh, away at Burton. Um, I mean, the fact that we conceded one and only scored five is a miracle. We absolutely played them off the park. James Henry missed as uh, you know, Shadipo uh, missed from two yards out for his hat trick. Um, we were in absolute cruise control, moving the ball so well. Uh, yes, it's Burton, their bottom of the league. Um, their squad's in dire straits at the minute, and I'm really not sure Jimmy Hitford, Hasselbank will turn it around. Um, but you know, the, the major positive is that we're playing with our verve again and, you know, we've got our confidence back and, you know, that's that, that's coupled with, you know, obviously uh, eased fears in the league um, when uh, we're pulling away from that relegation zone into mid-table and um, now we're looking up at uh, the gap to the playoffs and not down to the relegation zone, which is what we need to be aiming for. Uh, Indeed, and a shout-out to Carl Robinson well, it, it, for rallying uh, It team. seems like and, uh, we, we needed, uh, this is what George Alex said on Twitter, and I think I'm agreeing, we needed the defeat at home to Swindon to hit rock bottom uh, to get ourselves back up again. And it was, I think it was important as well to have the bridge where, you know, home games against Ipswich and uh, Hull, which were two tough games, um, but, you know, grinding out two draws um, in, those, in those games was really important, I think, to stop the malaise and, you know, now we're, we're seeing the rewards of it. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, it's worth noting, uh, in eight days' time, it is uh, Northampton versus Oxford in Northampton. And uh, 
it is an absolute travesty that yes it is indeed um, you know so soon after uh, the 4 0 win uh, we missed them the yeah, Telly, yeah, uh, our commitment to yeah. watching uh, live football in Brackley Town uh, warning us uh, watching that, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty confident we'll be back uh, watching uh, watching games in non-league by March, not February. But I think we'll be back by March, um, uh, which is you know something to to keep us going. Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of uh, Northampton, um, uh, very good point against Sunderland. Uh, very good point indeed. Uh, I, I like seeing goals at games, but, you know, I think if I was a Northampton fan, I wouldn't be too happy if I was in attendance. Uh, but, you know, I think it has been a, it has been a season of when Northampton need to consolidate. They need to not get dragged in. And the game at Oxford was poor. Uh, as you know, uh, you know, you absolutely outclassed us. Uh, and which was kind of worrying, but Northampton currently sit 19th. They only have one win in their past five, but uh, they're unbeaten in their last two. And uh, it is a very finicky situation because Wigan, as you know, aren't, aren't as bad as their points total suggest because they're currently 22nd. So they could easily climb back into this. And, uh, of course, we've got some difficult fixtures. We're away at Lincoln on the 23rd and uh, Oxford on the 16th. So... Uh, that, 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 that's two huge games against difficult teams in a very short space of time. And this could give room for teams below us to really climb back up and uh, uh, cause us problems. I think on the but other again, side of things, um, uh, Lee Johnson will be very disappointed with the Sunderland performance. I mean, yes, they had, they were, you know, uh, training. Well, one win yeah. in their yeah. past you know, five, is what I'm saying. Yes, obviously playing aside with that, but, you know, to have, you know, so much preparation. Yes, they were preparing um, uh, at home for it, obviously, because of their training ground being closed because of COVID, but nonetheless. And speaking of, it's actually Sunderland versus Hull tonight. Ooh, very nice. recording. Uh, so, that, uh, that, that, that'll be a really fun game. Uh, yeah. A short trip up uh, for Hull. Yeah. And a nice break from FA Cup action. Um, but for Sunderland to have two weeks prep, uh, not get a win again to side in the relegation zone will be worrying. Uh, for Lee Johnson. Um, and I think it will be good that the spotlight won't be on them this weekend, obviously, with all the focus being on the FA Cup. Um, uh, but, you know, it's, it, it's, it will be important for them to put in a good performance, at least, against Hull. Obviously, more they're all players, they'll have a full squad again, sorry, after um, many of their key players are back from, you know, self-isolating for two weeks. Indeed. So yeah, but so do, do I you do. think Sunderland? I do. I think Hull are pretty overrated, uh, to be honest. This season, well, not overrated, but I, I can't see them staying in the top two. Um, I I was very surprised Charlton didn't beat them at the weekend. To be honest, um, I think it speaks more uh, to the you know worrying trends we're seeing at Charlton at the minute than to you know um, a, a rebirth of you know Grant becomes Hull. Um, uh, but you know Hull Hull. Hull they always seem to have at least, you know, two or three players performing for them, whether that's Eves, whether that's Keen Lewis Pollard, whether that's a Delican, whether that's George Honeyman, um, uh, which, which serves them in good stead. Uh, but on Charlton, though, um, uh, Darren Prattley's red card is still um, being debated. Um, Charlton fans jokes, that, oh, at least we're going to have a proper player, playing a proper centre-back playing at centre-back. Uh, over the next three games, whilst uh, Prattley serves his suspension, obviously, and um, 
and also with Charlton, uh, you know, they've had poor form. They need uh, reinforcements, and duly one has come in, the top scorer in the yes, um, the Danish Super League. Uh, Schultz has uh, come in, uh, which, which is uh, good news for them. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, obviously, again, more Eves is up front. Uh, obviously, with uh, Omar Bogle, most notably, not really being up to scratch uh, for them this season. Uh, it's it, it, you know they're they're also in action tonight, and you know um, it's it, it, it's a very uh, difficult test for them tonight against that Clinton. They really shouldn't be underestimating it. Um, I think if this side weren't called Accrington or called something else, people would be taking them a lot more seriously this season. Um, I mean, it's a competitive promotion race in League One this season, like it normally is. Um, but Accrington are an eighth, and they've only played 16 games. Uh, when others around them have played 21. Um, so that's potential of you know 15 points uh, still to get. Um, I think Accrington are the um, they're the epitome. Uh, well, not epitome is the wrong word. They're the uh, they're the clearest example, uh, is what I'm trying to say of um of why I, I can't see this season getting finished uh, in normal time without an extension, which is possible in leagues one and two, um, in June, but not for the championship, not obviously for the, with the Euros uh, coming up. Um, uh, but yeah, no, Accrington Ak- Ak- really have been a surprise package this season, and deservedly so. Um, uh, I mean, my favourite part of the team is uh, Matt Savin in goal, which is just some of the best nominative determinism you will ever see. Um, and long may his uh, saving continue, but not tonight because we've got Charlton and we're hoping for a win and uh, uh, a bit of positive news for them. Indeed. So, yeah, Accrington Stanley, a team in a bit of a pickle, a small team who have always pushed above their weight. And uh, they're at home. To... Last time Charlton played Accrington in League One, funnily enough, it was a very controversial game. I think Lyle Taylor. Um, was... Yeah. It was two, this was two years ago. Uh, oh, was he? Oh, uh, was this Valley? Uh, well, yeah, uh, I, 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 I remember paying yeah. attention to Charlton in the second half of that season. Um, because it was slightly weird at, uh, at the start because obviously Robinson had been sacked in late 2018, just before the playoffs. Bowyer had come in for a very short amount of time and then just really the playoffs lost to Shrewsbury, who are very good Shrewsbury that season. Very unlucky not to get promoted. Um, and then obviously, you know, that first kind of half of the season was him just trying to work out what to do. Um, and then in the second half of the season, obviously, we remember them kicking on, um, especially their win over Luton, uh, the Valley. Uh, in April, I think it was. Yeah, yeah uh, that, I think Lyle Taylor scored Sarah. in that game as well. Uh, that would have been yeah, pretty. Uh, that would yeah, have been a great yeah. game to go and see. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, they're looking... so uh, Portsmouth Alf have excellent form at the minute. Uh, yeah, almost on uh, power off, but... uh, which would be uh, interesting. Uh, interesting to see. So would you see, would you say the playoffs are set as they are? Oh no, no, absolutely not. I mean, sneaking in. Uh, it. I, I'm also still kept skeptical about Doncaster. Uh, a lot of their wins have been marginal, and the fact that Joe Bursick's been recalled to Stoke, who is you know pretty outstanding for them in uh, the opening uh, quarter of the season for them, um, will be a blow to them. Not necessarily due to a massive downturn in form from Doncaster. Um, but I do expect teams to quickly rock it up the league. Um, even Oxford aside, if we, you know, put it down to, you know, uh, it being a good patch under Robinson, not something more evident long term. Um, I think Blackpool and Sunderland will pretty soon uh, 
uh, shoot in there. And if Fleetwood get their appointment right uh, post-Barton, um, I mean, the squad, the, whatever manager comes in has got to work with there is really quite something, you know, with Callum Camps, Callum Colony at centre-back, Paddy Madden up front, um, you know, an absolute plethora of talent to work with. It's the same for Sunderland. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, so, any, unless we have any... Well, just just, just one, also uh, that... Um, we can move on. And just more praise for Lincoln City. Um, in the EFL media, obviously, a lot has been given to them. They've still maintained their form deservedly in recent weeks, despite a lot of players self-isolating and Michael Appleton himself self-isolating. Um, so, so yeah, just what they're doing is really remarkable uh, this season. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and also, mm. they don't have the highest budget, no. one of the highest budgets, of course, in the uh, in League One either. And yeah, Linking into really um, uh, the FA Cup squad. weekend, I mean, that's just what a cup run uh, for an, as a non-league club can do for you. Um, I mean, look, Lincoln making, they must have made around two million quid. Uh, off that cup run, uh, all things considered. I mean, and I mean, that's just, you know, that just puts you on another level, uh, even in League Two, uh, to be honest. And good to see that Lincoln have used the money wisely. And I mean, look, this is the reward for it. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I often mention, it's about using your yeah, money, absolutely. not just spending yeah. your money. Uh, yeah, indeed. And I think League One is one of the clearest examples of that when we look at uh, Ipswich and Sunderland, among others. Yeah. The thing I'd like to touch then? on in League Two is on Newport. League Two. Yeah, we have League Two. On to League Two. It is. Uh, so, again, yeah, where yeah. do you want to begin? I'd, out, I'd like to on Newport County. They, they looked pretty indomitable yeah, you, uh, uh, during the first quarter, the first third, really, of the season uh, under Michael Flynn. And, you know, all of their, you know, near misses of promotion in previous seasons looked to finally be coming, uh, uh, you know, look, finally put behind them this season where, you know, Michael Flynn's sideboard, you know, finally playing their best week in, week out, like we sh- like they showed in their FA Cup run, you know, the Royal was pretty... Uh, they were pretty far and away the best side in the league. But, you know, no wins and four for them is a, bit, is a worrying sign. Um, uh, I f- uh, I'm not sure if they're in action. Uh, this No, they're not in action this weekend. They've got Brighton in the Cup. Yeah, I just remembered that. Um, but no, they need to uh, stop that slump uh, quickly. Um, but I think it also, you know, a really interesting uh, uh, thing is developing at the bottom of the league this season where... Um, the usual narrative is that there's usually two teams who are just unbelievably abject and they just get cut adrift. Um, but South End have, have, I mean, Mark Molesley is working absolute miracles at South End at the minute. Um, uh, Greg Halford's coming in has been a really key change for him. And I mean, he scored, I mean, three hours after signing them uh, a few weeks ago. Um, Grimsby, obviously, have been dragged into it. We'll talk about Grimsby in a bit, I'm sure. Um, Stevenage for name, even despite their two most recent wins. Uh, Scumthorpe looked out of it and now they've been dragged back into it. Barrow have been dragged back into it as well. Bradford looked out of it and then um, uh, are getting dragged back into it a little bit. Um, so it's really, really hotting up uh, down there, which is uh, a nice contrast to the recent relegation races in League Two. Yeah. Uh, indeed. And yeah, you're right. Southend aren't as 
bad as people thought just, they were. Uh, a quick South note so on uh, a quick, uh, just have a quick discussion on um, obviously Ian Holloway uh, departed Grimsby uh, over Christmas and New Year break. Uh, nearly bang on a year after arriving, obviously becoming manager on New Year's Day uh, this year, 2020. No, uh, last year, so 2020. So I'm thinking it's 2020. God, I'd never wish that. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've read his uh, statement on his Twitter as the reasons to, behind his departure. Yeah. Ian Holloway, but I mean, it, it, so it, I think it, it's interesting to see because. You know, obviously in his Blackpool and Crystal Palace jobs, one of his uh, key things he keep on saying in press conferences, I'd never not see out a contract. Um, and I mean, you know, he signed a five-year contract as Grimsby manager and he's left after one. Um, I mean, maybe he's just at the stage in his life where he 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 he, he, he can't be fucked <laughs> um, to want for, for a better word with um, any uh, misdemeanours or any, you know, lack of vision uh, with the board. Yeah, indeed. Uh, they're a funny club, Grimsby. I think they have a very passionate support and, you know, it's deep connection to their community. But it was almost go- always going to be a difficult job and they are really yeah. tired. Um, the next appointment for them is uh, pretty crucial. And uh, you know, a crucial January window ahead as well. Indeed. They're, they're in a uh, really, really, really bad song. Indeed. Uh yeah, it could. Well, as we mentioned, relegation is a slippery slope. I think once you're down, uh, yeah. morale and it's yeah, it's it's just not like uh, recent seasons where you know uh, teams in League Two have been comforted by the fact that there's usually just a side who are just unbelievably bad um, uh, to you know prop them up. Uh, that's not the case this season. Um, even though I still expect Southend to go down, I still think just the um, the, the lack of quality in their squad will. Must be too much. I mean, how I had Southend in 22nd at the start of the season, so if they do stay up, I can claim my prediction. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see how that unfolds. Yeah, indeed. Well, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I think Southampton, and yeah, Barrow yeah, that's a really crucial game at uh, the bottom of the league. Um, uh, and uh, you know, Southend will, you know, be sniffing a really good chance uh, to get some points on the board. Um, Port Vale versus Grimsby is another one, actually, because Port Vale obviously were a side we predicted to be um, uh, right up there in the promotion race at the start of this season. Um, uh, but they've had a terrible sum perform as well. Um, so, yeah. I mean, uh, both of Port Vale and Grimsby coming into this game uh, in god-awful form. So, uh, whoever does get a win here, uh, it's going to be, you know, absolutely invaluable uh, for them. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, who do you who do you think will it's, get the win? I think it is Port Vale just because of the quality that they do Port, Port have in their squad. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Tom Pope. And, uh, yeah, the, the stability uh, of the club as well. The perennial uh, <laughs> League One and Two uh, forward. Uh, he he he's like he's like the new James Coppinger, uh, Doncaster. Uh, just one player who you know, given the merry-go-round of players in League One and Two, it's just very nice. Uh, to see a player, you know, stay at a club for so long. Like Lewington uh, for MK Dons. Uh, even another one who's, you know, whose name on the team sheet uh, never never seems to change. Josh, Ru- Josh Ruffles will be on for us, which is nice. Um, uh, Josh Ruffles, by the way, getting an inform, uh, which I, I, I'm not sure if there's ever been an inform Oxford player in FIFA, ever. 
Um, but I mean, it might actually encourage me to get FIFA 21 this year, but I'd still doubt it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, League One players, you know, in the seventies, of course, uh, it's always good to yeah, have seventies in your team in the rating. Uh, and uh, well, unless uh, you, there's anything else, no, no, no just to say that uh, um, we look forward to uh, wrapping up uh, the FA Cup week, uh, the FA Cup action uh, next week. And I mean, Aki, I mean, I, I barely leave my sofa on third round weekend because you've got the time between three o'clock, five thirty. No, midnight, I can imagine not midnight game. Sorry, late night game. And then all games on the Sunday as well. <laughs> so I, I can't wait. And not just that, Alf, but oh, uh, the absolutely. Radio Five Live is great to have on an FA Cup because it's just you, because I think football, Soccer Saturday is one thing, but nothing mm. gives you an idea of just how busy. Yeah, it is no, no, no. I, 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 I think radio is better for Cup Weekend. Uh, yeah, exactly. For Cup Weekend, it's actually. Like, I think it's because you get some, all the local there's, there's radio commentators, and if they're you know. If they're a lower league team or a non-league yeah, club, they're so players. invested in it, you know. Um, like I remember, yeah, because I remember when um, Lincoln were doing their FA Cup run, and um, uh, the commentary for the BBC was done by BBC Radio Lincolnshire. Um, and they were going absolutely mental uh, when they took the lead at uh, Ipswich. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously it won't be the same as fans there, but let's hope for more local radio gold uh, uh, this weekend. Indeed. But yeah, uh, FA Cup third round to look forward to. We hope you all watch that. Uh, our weekend preview was literally what we started our show off with. So uh, indeed. And uh, we hope you all had a good Christmas and New Year. And uh, yeah, more football to look forward to. And we'll see you all next week to review the FA Cup action. Uh, we'll be back same time next week, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh,